Welcome to the Midas Touch Podcast. Ben Micellis here, joined by Brett Micellis and Jordy Micellis. What's going on, guys? What's up, man? What What are you guys doing today? Why you? What, what's going on here? So, for those who don't know, we do an outline before the show. We're all working in the same Google Doc. So we go into the Google Word Doc today, and we're going to talk about Ben's <laughs> beard or the thing on Ben's face that we're calling his beard. But I just opened Ouch. the doc, and instead of the Ben Beard situation tweets that I pulled up, <laughs> Ben's concocted some really interesting stories about Jordy and Viagra <laughs> plus Jordy diarrhea stories. So Jordy, I don't know Jordy opens where up the podcast is, is, is about to start today. Jordy opens up the outline, and Ben has filled in a fake story, Jordy and Viagra story, and the Jordy diarrhea story. <laughs> and that's about the maturity level of the brothers currently. <laughs> It's, it's a very mature brother situation that we have here as we're recording the podcast. Jordy, don't worry. I will not go into the Viagra story or the <laughs> diarrhea story. What are you talking about? I'm not going into the Jordy Viagra story or the Jordy diarrhea because story. Because there is none. There are none. <laughs> you know, you know, know, our viewers don't no. need to hear the full scope of those things. They're private issues. Jordy, <laughs> exactly. you're dealing with it, man. Maybe so on a hang, future podcast. We'll just hang we'll in there. Let us know when you're comfortable telling the viewers, that, telling the audience about it. <laughs> we'll come, we'll come about it. Anyway, we have a great Midas Touch podcast for you today. But let's get into Ben's beard. Yeah, you you can't escape Beardgate while I'm talking about Jordy's diarrhea issues and Viagra. I cannot. Issues. Let's go straight into the Beardgate 2021. We'll get into the Matt Gates Gate too. Don't you worry. But Beardgate, Ben posts. I don't know why. Maybe he was feeling himself. Maybe he needed some validation. He he threw it out to the Midas Mighty community. He said, "So what do you guys think about the beard? Should I keep the scruffy beard?" And immediately, Ben invited uh, a flurry of responses. He basically ratioed himself. Totally um, ratio, but I know we've the- covered this in detail. We've had our Midas Touch investigative team cover it. We've done <laughs> international reporting on my beard. We've covered this from every angle, but. I just want to point out to a Midas Touch podcast (laughs) listener and a Midas Touch fan who is Mark G US um, at us cars for. Okay, you really hurt me, Mark G. Okay, I want to let you know that your particular tweet hurt my feelings. (laughs) Okay, and I'm going to read it out there for the Midas Mighty. It, It says, well, to be accurate, yesterday he said it was a beer. I replied, likening it to the fuzz on the butt cheeks of a naked mole rat, which I thought was accurate. But today, and bearing in mind, he is a lawyer. I politely refer to it as a beard. All caps, L-O-L. Mark G-U-S, you pierced my veil. You pierced my consciousness and you've you've hit a deep spot right there so i'm putting this out to the midas mighty i am going to shave the beard tomorrow but that's the crazy thing why wouldn't you shave it for this show you know we're going to clip moments from this particular episode 
I just want to address it. I want to address it with the mighty. Mark ben G. Wants to address Mar- while Ben wants to address Mark G for the tweet, how it hurt his feelings, I want to say thank you, Mark G, for providing me with a new piece of artwork. I'm going to print out your tweet. It's going to be on my desk next to my other photos. So thank you for using your tweet like art and weaving these words together about Ben's beard being like the fuzz on the butt cheeks of a naked mole rat. That's just a future Mark Twain, Mark G. At Mark Twain. It is poetry. The new handle. (laughs) Yes, Jordy. Any closing words about my beard, Jordy? No, I frankly, I just feel bad that your beard looks the way it does. Scruffy elegance was cut short. It is what it is. But what hasn't been cut short is... (laughs) What we're referring to after the Washington Post editorial board published an op-ed saying that the GOP cannot be saved, center-right voters need to become, quote, Biden Republicans, hashtag Biden Republicans was trending. Guys, what are you thinking about this idea that the GQP is such a crazy party that you have this GQP element? but that Biden is attracting Democrats, progressives, but also this group of people who are being called Biden Republicans. And he's truly building a bipartisan coalition of the people and not the politicians, because there is a huge divide between the crazy GQP legislatures like the Marjorie Taylor Greens and the Matt's Gates Gates and the Jim Jim Jordans of the world who believe in Jewish space lasers and who mock and taunt victims of school shootings. They're the crazies, but then you got Biden Republicans. What do you think about it, folks? I think that the Washington Post editorial board has probably been listening to a bit of the Midas Touch podcast because this is exactly what we've been saying now for months. We've been saying this party is too far gone enough if you consider yourself a normal quote unquote Republican, if you consider yourself a real conservative, the GQP has abandoned you. We've been saying this for the longest time now. I mean, at a certain point, you got to say, hey, you know, is and Ben, you laid this out so eloquently. It feels like months ago at this point, you know, is inciting an insurrection conservative? No. Is Jewish space lasers a conservative view? No. Is attacking victims of school shootings conservative? No, these are crazy and, and kooky. Let's talk beliefs. about economics under Trump is raising the debt trillions of dollars conservative. No, 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 no. There's nothing conservative about these Republicans. And at this point, it seems like you have one party, a pro-democracy party in the Democrats who every week is pushing for policies that actually help Americans every week. It's okay. We're doing infrastructure this week. We're getting you COVID relief this week. We're taking action on guns this week. And then you have the Republicans by contrast, making themselves out to look like the biggest clowns on the planet. It's almost like who needs an attack ad when they're attacking themselves so ruthlessly every single day, when you have them dressing up like cosplay to go down to the border And when you have them harassing victims of school shootings, when you have them posting videos of themselves doing CrossFit and saying that this has somehow is better than the COVID. That was the wackiest CrossFit (laughs) fucking wackiest video I'd ever seen in my life of Marjorie Taylor Greene doing whatever she was doing with the pull up bar. Like you've seen some of those videos of people at gyms who are just doing the most ridiculous shit. Like the people who like, 
go on a treadmill and they start like doing jumping jacks on the treadmill. It's like, yo, look, just, <laughs> just, just use the treadmill, just walk or run on the treadmill. Okay. You know, it's like the people who are, you know, using the weights, but rather than actually use the weights, they're doing like yoga headstands on the weights and then like trying to hold with their toes one of the crossbars on the left. It's like, just use the weights. The way the weights are meant to be used. It's a bench press. Okay. Just use it as a bench press. She combined all of that craziness. Like there's legitimately nothing she can do. That's normal. I bet you she snorts her cereal. <laughs> okay. I want to see. I bet you if you showed me a video of how Marjorie Taylor green has breakfast. Okay. She would snort her cereal and she would eat eggs through her ears. If you have a tip of Marjorie Taylor Greene snorting cereal or eating eggs through her ears, please send it to info at Marty. Do you disagree with me for a second that watching a Marjorie Taylor Greene video? My thought is, you know, you Marge, hey, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, at the baseball game, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, will wear the hat over her face so she can't even watch the game. Like there's legitimately nothing that Marjorie Taylor Greene. No, I, bet she puts, fun- I, I bet she puts ketchup on her eggs. I bet she's one of those people that puts ketchup on their eggs. Too. <laughs> well, here's the calculation the Republicans have made. They know that their base is, let's face it, their base, their base is dying off. Their base is few and far between. Normal people, most Americans don't support them. Dude, so- the, the former speaker, could you imagine this? The former speaker of the House, okay, the most powerful position. John Boehner. Who's a Republican, John Boehner says in his new memoir, these are crazies. The crazies have taken over. Can you imagine if like Nancy Pelosi, after she retired, referred to the Democrats <laughs> as the crazies have taken over? They're all crazy. That's that's the world we're living in now. And, and by the way, John Boehner, I had no good feelings towards John Boehner. I'll, I'll, I'll put it kindly that way. And the fact that now this party has gone so off the deep end for him really shows you where this party is, but they've made the political calculation that they can't get the average American anymore, but their only hope is in building this coalition of the craziest, most passionate people out there and stoking their worst fears and stoking their worst instincts to drive them to the polls based on hate, fear, and white supremacy. That's it. And frankly, though, it's not It's not going to work based on these numbers that we keep and continuing to see. I think we're doing a good job pushing back on the disinformation. I think we're doing the Midas Mighty collectively. Look, make Marjorie Taylor Greene the face of the GQP. She's fucking weird. Make Matt Gates the face of the GQP. He's fucking weird and probably going to go to jail for sex trafficking. The numbers are in Biden's favor overwhelmingly as you look at some issues across the board. 73% of Americans, of all Americans, approve now of Biden's handling the coronavirus. Biden has a 53.1% approval rating. That's higher than the former guy had at any point during- He never crossed 50. Never. Yeah, and and look, and let's look at all of the proposals that President Biden has proposed are overwhelmingly supported by the people. I mean, just look at the infrastructure plan and the support from Democrats and the support from Republican registered voters. I mean, when you talk about support for things as modernizing highways and roads, 71% support by the GOP, 86% amongst Democrats. When you talk about improving caregiving for the old and disabled, 64% for the GOP, 86% for the Democrats. Let me just pause there for a second. I know that it's at least above 50% for the GOP, but how is the overall support for improving caregiving for the old and disabled is still only 64%. So 36% of you don't think that the old and disabled should receive care is like 
Who goes, yeah, no, I'm against that. Um, boosting medical manufacturing. Again, very controversial amongst the GOP, but still 51% support to 82%. Oh my God. Did you see yesterday? So Marsha Blackburn, who is a uh, Senator from Tennessee who always finds, I, she just always, she might be the dumbest person in, in the Senate. And I think I've said this in the past. So Marsha Blackburn, she posts a long thread yesterday with images and they say things like that. You know, Joe Biden and the Democrats want to give X amount of billion dollars for elder care. Joe Biden and the Democrats want to give X amount of money for green energy. Joe Biden and the Democrats want to give X amount of money for bridges and roads. She posted that like it was a bad thing. If you want to run in 2022 and have your message be that we don't stand for elder care, but Joe Biden does, we don't stand for bridges and roads, but Joe Biden does, be my guest. Make that your platform. The funniest move that I saw off that too was the DNC was actually incredibly smart. They posted the same images (laughs) They posted the same images in their thread that Marsha Blackburn used. Marsha Blackburn's images that were supposed to be, oh, these are the spooky things about this plan. And oh, it was, damn. That's good. They just posted her straight pictures. Yep. yep that's yep, hilarious. Yep. Elder care is a good thing. Broadband for everybody is a good thing. Uh, you know, roads and bridges. <laughs> these are good things. Like, and by the way, they all, they all have obvious bipartisan support of the people. But I guess here's the issue, though. When people who are calling themselves to take it back to Biden Republicans. Okay, at the end of the day, sometimes your party has left you. Sometimes you're in a party and, you know, you show up to the party, you bring a nice bottle of champagne, you knock on the door, you go in, go to the party, you know, you start seeing Marjorie Taylor Greene doing some weird, you know, pull ups like a crazy person. You start seeing Bobbert with kind of guns. You start seeing Jim Jordan in his wrestling outfit. And you start seeing them being all crazy. And you start looking around at this party, though, that you're in. You know what? Do I want to still be in this party? Like, is this the crew that I want to that I want to hang with? At some point, you should just leave that party and be like, you know what? I don't need to, like, be associated with this. So I get that there, you know, initially, maybe that party took place at the house where there were other parties where you were like cool with, and you're like, yeah, that was some great parties back in the day. Some really good <laughs> fucking parties. I love, I love that. But at some point in time, the party may just get so fucking weird that you just got to leave the party and go to the other house's party, right? Like, like you still want to stick with that party? Like, eh, maybe I'm going to leave this party. I so, love the analogy of a political party to an actual party. Like, all of a sudden, you find yourself at, like, this is a really weird party. These are really weird, strange yeah, people. Some fucking weirdos, man. They're, like, committing crimes. They're, like, lying and cheating, and everyone's getting arrested. Like, where are my friends? <laughs> so are you going to go like, yeah, but I'm going to stay in this party, you know, or are you going to go, no, I'm going to go to the party in the other house with like the normal people who believe that elder care is a good thing. I think I'm going to go to the democratic party. Okay. So that's the weird part about them still calling themselves Biden Republicans, but so, <laughs> but so be it moving on. Let's talk about a video that might as touch is going to be releasing today and why we're going to be releasing it today. By the time you listen, the video is going to be out. I, Ben Micellis, announced on my Twitter handle officially that today was going to be a big day. It was 
That was so funny, Brett. Because- put a lot of put a lot of pressure on me, by the way, because <laughs> Ben's like, this is going to be the greatest Midas Touch video of all time. Took my breath away and just wait. Do you realize okay. how much pressure Can I tell that you puts so I'm on, on me? A work, I'm on a work call today because as much as I love doing podcasts and, and Midas Touch also, I do have like another job that I also do. True, true, true. And the person goes to me, you know, we're talking about a very kind of serious issue. And she goes, oh, my colleague told me that you have some big news you're going to be announcing today that, that, that she said on Twitter, what's, uh, what's coming down the pipeline? I said, yeah, you know, uh, we're going to be releasing a video called GOP Pedo Ring. <laughs> She's like, what? I go, that's, that's the big news. The big news is that uh, this afternoon, there's a video that we produced called GOP Pedo Ring. And we're going to show all the pedophiles in the GOP. Let me clarify this. All the pedophiles that could fit in a two-minute video. Because had we included all of them, this would have been a Titanic-style epic film, at least four hours long, because the list goes on and on and on. So, of course, we know Matt Gates um, and the trouble that Matt Gates in for sex trafficking across state lines with the minor. He's being investigated for that, and his arrest seems imminent. That arose out of this investigation and criminal conviction of Joel Greenberg, who was a tax assessor in Florida. And Matt Gates's text messages were linked to this Joel Greenberg. Well, what did Joel Greenberg's attorney have to say today about Matt Gates? Does, does Matt Gates have anything to worry about? Does Matt Gates? That is such a. Bri- <laughs> um, does when he it comes any- to what happened today in court. Does he uh, have anything to worry about? And you're asking me to get into the mind of Matt Gates, right? And uh, well, from your mind, from my mind, based on what your client knows, based on what my client knows. Okay. See, I thought if I kept on talking and talking, <laughs> I would avoid these questions, <laughs> and and not to say. Um, I'm sure Matt Gates is not feeling very comfortable today. Right? Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. And like, was the attorney doing like a, like a stand-up comedy routine about a fairly <laughs> serious issue? What's up with that? <laughs> Absolutely. No, he, that was, it was the most bizarre exchange. One, the attorney, he, he looks a little disheveled. He looks a little like that Trump doctor who said yeah. Trump was like the healthiest person on the planet. <laughs> and you would expect if you're going out, you're going to be talking about a very serious issue to, to the press that you would, you know, clean yourself up just a little bit. But moving off of him and his uh, disheveled The exchange couldn't have been weirder. At times, it felt like an SNL skit. It's an incredibly serious issue he's discussing, and these are incredibly serious charges. And he just tried to kind of filibuster the entire time. And he even said that that was what he was trying to do. He goes, I even thought, like, if I just started saying enough words that I wouldn't have to answer these questions. (laughs) But then he answers, what did I, what do I? But then he answers it. And this is, you know, right after Joel Greenberg, who was an associate of of Representative Gates's, who is in Florida, who's a Republican in Florida, who's implicated in this child trafficking scheme. He's expected to take a plea and basically flip on Matt Gates. And so when Joel Greenberg's attorney was asked about it, he said, I am sure Matt Gates is is not feeling very comfortable today. Matt Gates, everyone from the party, save for Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, Jim Jordan, and Alex Jones, seems to have run. What a crew! Seems to have run away from Matt Gates at this point. Who have we featured, Brett? Who's going to be featured in GOP pedal ring video? We go back to you know Mark Foley to Dennis Hastert. Let me talk about Dennis Hastert too for a second. Dennis Hastert also 
was another Republican Speaker of the House. And he was arrested for a monetary issue, but related to child molestation. This guy is so influential in the GOP that Hastert actually has his own rule named after him, which is what the Republican House follows this rule. They call it the Hastert rule. And basically, I'm paraphrasing it here, but the Hastert rule says the Speaker won't even schedule a floor vote on a bill if it doesn't have some majority support within their party. They won't even schedule it, even if a majority of the House would vote for it. They wouldn't schedule it. And this is a way that the Republicans keep power. This is who they think is good guidance for good government, the guy who was arrested for child molestation. And this uh, individual, this great Twitter follow, his name is Reza's CJ Media did a good list that listed a ton of the uh, GQP members who have been, you know, pled guilty to sex trafficking or been involved in sex trafficking. Okay. And the list is like 20 people. Okay. It's, it's not like if I read you the list of all of the people, like, Republican Senator Ralph Shorty was indicted on four counts of human trafficking and child pornography. In November 2017, he pleaded guilty to one count of child sex trafficking in exchange for the dropping of the other charges. Republican anti-abortion activist Howard Scott Hedrith is convicted of child rape in Florida. Republican anti-abortion activist Republican Judge Mark Pazunako pleaded no contest to fondling a 10-year-old girl and was sentenced to 10 years probation. Republican legislature Edison Misla Alejandro was sentenced to 10 years in prison right. for and raping only, his daughter. It, it's only an hour show. It's only an yeah, hour but show. I can do, go on we should, it's crazy. What we should do is we yeah. should, when we release can, the video tonight, we should also retweet this thread and then we should retweet this thread in the morning after we drop the pod. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no doubt. And, and at the end of the day, it was all projection from the outset. It's projection, projection, projection with the GQP. It's like, as we've said in the last podcast, there's nothing more serious pedophilia. There's nothing more tragic when that happens. And those who engage in it should go to jail for the rest of their lives. But this infatuation with it from the GQP, they're accusing everybody, people who have nothing to do with it, of it, is the ultimate projection. Because at the end of the day, the pedo ring always lied within the GQP. Am I right? You're 100% right. And that's why I've long said that QAnon, which their kind of main thing is that there is a global cabal of pedophiles to powerful people. I really think one of the reasons for the power of QAnon and the acceptance of QAnon on the right is that QAnon provides cover for a lot of these horrific, tragic, disgusting, despicable actions by these people it provides them cover to say hey we're fighting this bad behavior when they themselves are the ones engaging in it and on that note we're going to go to break but we'll be right back with more Midas Touch podcast right after this Welcome back to the Midas Touch podcast I want to talk about a very serious issue in the United States of America And Joe Biden addressed it head on. He's not afraid to address it head on. And frankly, this issue has, again, bipartisan support of the people that we need to do something about gun violence in America. We absolutely need to deal with gun violence. As President Biden said today, this is a national crisis and we are an international embarrassment based on the gun violence that we have. In the United States of America. And as President Biden said, just because there are amendments to the Constitution 
It doesn't mean you can do whatever the heck it is that you want to do just by the existence of an amendment. Yes, there's a First Amendment right to free speech, but you can't go into a movie theater and start yelling fire. Okay, and similarly with the Second Amendment, historically, there has always been the idea that you can't just go around with guns and start shooting up everyone and start shooting up things just because there's a second amendment that says you have the right to bear arms. My favorite right-wing argument is when they go, who do liberals think you are wanting to change the constitution? You don't love the second amendment. And it's like, do you know what the word amendment means? Amendment means to change literally Baked into our Constitution is a system by which we change the Constitution. And that was the first thing we did when the Constitution was implemented, was institute the Bill of Rights, which was the first 10 amendments. Now, though, it's clear that the Second Amendment allows the flexibility for, as Joe Biden said, a well-regulated militia. It says nothing about the unfettered, free, unrestricted use of military assault rifles for everyone in America. And Joe Biden was quick today to say it's time we started paying attention to the well-regulated part. And I think that's an important thing to take away from the Second Amendment and something that could allow us to move forward with common sense gun reforms. Let me read what the Second Amendment actually says. And Many of you know that I'm a lawyer and I took constitutional law classes. uh, I think, Jordy, I think we need like a sound effect or a button that every time Ben says, (laughs) as you know, I'm a lawyer. It's just I don't know if it's a crowd booing. I think it's like the Jimmy Neutron, like brain blast, like like a noise (laughs) like that. It's we need something and I'll just have the button ready to go every time Ben goes, as you know, as a lawyer. What if if it's this? (laughs) Is that the law and order sound? (laughs) Yeah, it's the law and order sound. That's funny. Okay, we'll do we'll do the law and order sound every time. Ben every time goes. I go. So many of you know I went to law school, <laughs> and many of you know that I'm a lawyer. <laughs> okay, so that so that's that's going to be the marker. That's how we're going to call Ben out every time he pulls another the thing. To put I, by, the way, by the way, I'm very tech savvy. If you noticed in the past few episodes, I've been doing a really good job with just like the computers and. With all of my sound effects. Oops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I haven't been yeah, 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 yikes, yeah, yikes. Yikes. That was, that, was in, so, that was instant karma. Instant karma, right? I don't know what this video was. It was about, so never stop wishing. So let me read to you. You guys got me sidetracked. Let me read what the Second Amendment actually says. It reads the following. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And what was always very fascinating to me in law school, that sound effect right there, what was always very interesting to me, though, is that people who are constitution-like literalists, strict constructionists, every word really matters, right? With the Second Amendment, though, if you believe that the Second Amendment provides an unfettered right, they literally just cross out everything before the right of the people to bear arms shall not be infringed. And they delete the commas. They literally don't read a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. And I think, look, this is an important aspect because one, the Second Amendment addresses militias having weapons, not regular human beings walking around the street with with military-grade weapons 
around schools. That's not what it does. But even if you assume you crossed out the word militia, you have to deal with the words well-regulated. And even back then, when the Constitution was drafted, you know, and when these amendments were put into effect, you're talking about 1789, you know, 1800s, you know, when there were no weapons like there are today. They still had the sense, though, to say, look, this shit's got to be well regulated. OK, <laughs> <laughs> this shit, let's not get crazy. This shit's got to be well regulated. OK, and it has to be necessary for the security of a free state. The right of people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And that's really important. And so what President Biden did today was he came out, I think it was, unfortunately, and it's not Biden's fault, and there's only a certain amount you can do in an executive order, but he came out and said, look, my administration is going to do things in this space. From an executive order standpoint, I'm going to do whatever it is I can do vis-a-vis an executive order. So one of the things he dealt with was efforts to restrict weapons known as ghost guns that basically can be built using parts and instructions purchased online that completely skirt any type of sales where the gun sold in its complete kind of final stages. Um, But I think what Biden said today rhetorically is what's most important. Let's play the clip. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. You can't yell crowd. You can't yell fire in a crowded movie theater. We call it freedom of speech. From the very beginning, you couldn't own any weapon you wanted to own. From the very beginning, the Second Amendment existed. Certain people weren't allowed to have weapons. So the idea is just bizarre to suggest that some of the things we're recommending are contrary to the Constitution. Gun violence in this country is an epidemic. Let me say it again. Gun violence in this country is an epidemic. And it's an international embarrassment. Yeah, Biden just strikes the right, just the right notes there. And he's just been, I mean, he's been really incredible. Look, if Biden starts screwing up, trust me, I'm going to go out there and start railing against him if he's doing a bad job. If Biden starts telling us to take hydroxychloroquine, let me be, let me be very blunt, okay? <laughs> Midas touch is not going to be pro-hydroxychloroquine, okay? But as long as he's saying we need to get military assault rifles off the street so we can stop school shootings. When he says, here's how we improve vaccine distributions, I'm going to be all supportive of that. And speaking about vaccine distributions, the U.S. reached a milestone in its vaccination efforts this week with new data showing that close to 25 percent of adults in the country have been fully vaccinated, including Brett Micellis. I'm one of them. I, Jordy, I beat you to the punch, man. Jordy got the, what, Jordy, what did you get? The two dose, the Moderna or the Pfizer? I got one of the two. I'm not quite sure which one Lexi's going to make fun of me. You don't know the one you got? No, I forgot. <laughs> I, not, I forgot. You, you forgot? forgot? Uh, I got <laughs> Do you have the card? Do you have the not card? No, yeah, you get the, you get the card after. No, you get the card right on the spot. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Jordy got it. I think Jordy I went to. I definitely Jordy, got it. Jordy, my, that, my wasn't, fiance, that wasn't my... a vaccine distributor. You went to a drug dealer. <laughs> no, stop. I don't know what they injected. My fiance you. has the card. Yeah, it's, Jordy it's, did heroin I yesterday. Ordered, I, <laughs> <laughs> Jordy, I, I, 
<laughs> explains a lot. Jordy did heroin. Explains a lot. This, is, you know, this explains the all the issues Ben was talking about at the beginning of the podcast. I think those are side effects of heroin use. I think so you're the only all... person in the world, so... Jordy, who doesn't know what vaccine they got when they got the vaccine. <laughs> that's like the first question you. That's asked. how. That's how excited I. I knew what I got when I went there. I just. I, I'm drawing a blank right now. It doesn't matter anyway. which one because I am for all vaccines. Anyway, that's that's a good point, though, that you make, Jordy, even though it's very strange and peculiar that you don't know which vaccine you got. It doesn't matter which vaccine you get. Get the first one you could get. And the first one I could get, and I got it via someone who had canceled their appointment. I got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which is the one-dose vaccine. Super easy process. Uh, and at Los Angeles, they did it via a drive-through system, just drove up. Um, they checked your information. They gave you the shot. You wait there for about 15 minutes to make sure that you have no adverse reactions. And then they let you go on your way. Something to note for our listeners out there, which I didn't know, but my wife knew, was that Staples and I believe Office Depot are offering free lamination for your cards, which they give you right after you get your vaccine, Jordy. And so we took our cards straight to Staples and for free, they laminate it so that you have a, a copy that's protected. And we brought it home in case we need to show it at airports or restaurants or you know anything like that going I got forward. Moderna. So- I got Moderna. Yep, you're, you're, just, you're just saying things now. You're saying <laughs> words. <laughs> Jordy got the Moderna Johnson hybrid mixed with a Great little bit of I Pfizer. Got, I, got, okay. I got the Moderna. But the, play, the place we go to rotates, which is why I was confused. It's not just a Pfizer or just a Moderna totally, location. Totally. But something I would totally. say is before you do the lamination, just take a photo of it on your phone or do like one of those phone scans to make sure that you have it without any reflections or anything on it. But then you can protect it. And I'll be honest, because I was you know wondering if I should mention this to people because I don't want to scare anybody from getting the vaccine. But for me, I did end up getting sick from the vaccine. I I spent about 24 to 48 hours feeling like I had flu-like symptoms, but I would take that 24 to 48 hours of flu-like symptoms any day over getting COVID or over risking anyone's life over this thing. So please get your vaccine. You know, I think you should know what to expect if you do get it. Don't, you know, start doing strenuous activity after it and think you're invincible. Let it play out, but get your vaccine, whichever you could get first, go get it. Let's do it. Let's get back to real life. I love seeing that things are going to be opening, but let's not, let's not stop running the race before it's over. Should we close the show with a sake bomb? Ooh, I, I like that. I like that. Moderna, Jordy? Moderna, Micellus? Let's do it. All right. Let's close it with the sake bomb. There was an incredible, you know, in terms of the press asking dumb questions. Again, I'm all for when the press want to come prepared with the right questions. I'm not standing Jen Psaki. I don't, you know, I don't root for the press secretary. I don't go, press secretary. But when there are dumb questions and you finally have somebody there who's equipped with the information to shut down a dumb and loaded question, I want to applaud that. So, of course, we at Midas Touch coined the term Saki bomb. And a great Saki bomb took place when a reporter basically asked Jen Psaki why Kamala Harris was in Chicago having a snack at a bakery when she should be dealing with border issues. And Jen Psaki explained, she's not in Chicago to have a snack. She's in Chicago to deal with COVID and to address the global pandemic. 
the vice president was visiting Chicago actually to talk about COVID and the importance of uh, communities getting the vaccine when it's available and accessible to them. And so while she was there, like many Americans, she got a snack. I think she's allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah, she in other words, she got food. She was allowed to eat yeah, while she was doing one of her other duties, which is to address the global pandemic and the implication that while addressing the global pandemic, I'm not sure. Do they want her to literally build the house on the border and be there every single, you know, be there every single day? But I'm sure if she went to the cafeteria, they would say Kamala Harris got a glass of milk because that showed that she's not committed. But the most ridiculous part about this all, it's beyond parody at this point. It's beyond if the onion were to write this, you know, or like I would just think it's it's too parody to even be parody. I wouldn't even believe it. But Ted Cruz had the audacity to basically say priorities to mock Kamala Harris with Jen Psaki's clarification to Ensaki Bomb. Ted Cruz, after fleeing to Cancun and getting caught because he was trying to hide it while his state was in crisis. To go on vacation. And that wasn't even the worst thing he did this year. He also incited an insurrection. Like, how could that be not the, the second or third worst thing you did this year was flee and leave your constituents <laughs> yeah, abandoned yeah, they, while you went to the Ritz-Carlton in Cancun during the worst natural disaster in Texas history? And that's not number one. Yeah, number one was you led an insurrection against the United States of America. And I love concluding this show with that because... That is what makes my blood boil. That's why I wake up in the morning motivated, ready to fight these battles with the Midas Mighty every single day and bring truth and love and compassion and democracy back to the United States of America. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Midas Touch podcast. Take us out, Jordy. Shout out to the Midas Mighty!